Most companies have been experimenting with new technologies for years, but the relatively few companies that embrace digital technology successfully have used it as a catalyst for changing the way they operate. They rethink how marketing, IT, and finance work together and every aspect of their organization embodies that understanding. Your opportunities to rethink your business have never been so great. The challenge facing you, no matter how mature your enterprise, is the same challenge facing any upstart. To create a new business model, value proposition, and system of customer-facing capabilities positioning your enterprise for long-term success. After this quick break, I'm going to introduce you to Dr. Tracy Weiland, a world-renowned researcher and speaker on the impact of technology on society, work, and careers to discuss her 10 disruptive predictions for 2018 from her new book, Digital Disruption. We'll be right back. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 23 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the wealth protection diva today. Call Sage International. Dr. Tracy Weiland is a researcher and speaker on the impact of technology on society, work, and careers. A former visiting scholar at Stanford University, she has held leadership positions at Apple, HP, and Cisco Systems. She was an adjunct professor for Bay Area Colleges teaching classes in business, technology, and women's workforce topics. Dr. Weiland was named San Francisco Woman of the Year and honored by the San Francisco Business Times as the most influential woman in Bay Area business. She's authored 12 books, and her newest book is Digital Disruption, The Future of Work, Skills, Leadership, Education, and Careers in a Digital World, 2018. So it is available right now for pre-order on Amazon and other book sites like her website, T-R-A-C-E-Y-W-I-L-E-N, TracyWyland.com. And you can find her, of course, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Well, welcome, Tracy. Thank you. Thank you, and happy holidays to you. Absolutely. Well, you write about 10 disruptive predictions for 2018. Why is that? Well, you know, I think disruption and digital disruption is on top of everyone's mind because technology is just accelerating so quickly. And with that, there's the fear of what does this mean to me, whether it's my life or my career or what's going to happen with my job or just, you know, in the future. So some people are just tackling this head on and some are just a little frozen. So I wrote the book really to give perspectives on 10 different areas that are in disruption or have been disrupted and some practical tips and pointers either from industry experts or other practicing uh, employees or educators on on what their advice is. So it's to make it easier to digest and understand. So it sounds like required reading for pretty much any person, but certainly any business owner, because every industry is being disrupted. (laughs) 
Well, that's sort of the problem is that every industry is being disruptive and it seems like it's all happening at the same time where in the past it would be maybe one, you know, maybe the movie industry or maybe just technology advancements. But right now, everywhere you look, you're like, oh, my goodness, everything is just changing. And what do I do about it? Let's move into your 10 disruptive predictions for 2018. So prediction number one disrupted society. So is society disrupted? I would say that society has already been disrupted. And the problem is, is people don't even realize it. So here are some examples. If people, if you are sleeping with your phone, texting numerous times a day, you are relying on a number of apps on your smart device, you post selfies on social media at a regular pace, and you're buying a majority of online items, whether you're an Amazon Prime member or from somewhere else, and taking ride-sharing, well, technology is pretty much a seamless part of your life. And you are probably pretty highly dependent upon it without even realizing it. And just some real tangible examples is today there's over 8 billion connected devices in use globally. Number two is there are actually more smartphones than people in the world today. And if you look in the United States, we have a ratio now of for every person there are three devices. So society is pretty disruptive. And what that means is that the expectation is going to filter over into the work environment, into the education environment, into our own lives and how we deal with each other. And so I would say that society is totally disruptive and will continue to disrupt. Well, interesting. So I had lunch with my mom last week, and my mom is, uh, she'll be 79 in January, and she whips out a tablet and her Kindle. And I'm like, what? And so, of course, she, you know, had my uh, daughter was there and had to help her do some things on it. But so this old, um, you know, reality of there's still an entire demographic that is not moving into technology is not uh, factual anymore. No, and that's one of the good things is that technology is getting simpler and simpler. So more and more people can use it and learn it very quickly. Um, the issue is, is some people resist it and some people embrace it. So in the case of your mother, she's embracing it. But I have met many people who are just resisting it at much younger ages and older ages. So it just depends on your openness to having a technical fluency. Right. But like you said, you know, at some point, we're not going to have any choice. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Prediction number two disrupted work. How is work disrupted? So I'd like to just mention three ways that I think work is disrupted. Number one is longevity. Some of the research reports coming out today are suggesting that we're living to about 115 and that babies born today will live to 150. So this expectation that we will be working for 25 years or 35 years is gone. The reality for many of us is that we're going to have to work for at least 60 years to afford to retire at, you know, at an age of 80 or 90, you know, or even 100. So that really changes the landscape on our own personal careers. How am I going to stay technical enough, educated enough, healthy enough to be able to work for that long a time? And then on the other side, as a manager or an executive in a firm, I'm seeing that play out. 
I'm seeing in some companies maybe three generations in the workforce, some companies four generations in the workforce, and some companies five generations in the workforce like Walmart and McDonald's. And so that creates a whole different environment that I have to manage or lead in the corporate world because every generation has a different expectation about work and leadership and even technology. So I think that's the first area that I think is how work will be disruptive on a personal level and in a work level. The second area is that your coworker will change. And I think a lot of us are already seeing that. That is, we'll have contractors as coworkers, we'll have freelancers as coworkers, we'll have ro- robots as coworkers, and artificial intelligence as our coworkers. And this is a very different landscape today because not only will we sometimes be in a physical office, but many of us will be in a remote office because work today is 24 by 7. So where if you're used to this face-to-face going to a cubicle and a parking lot in a building, a lot of that is changing and will continue to change. The third area that I think work is disruptive is that it's gotten very competitive. And that means if you think about it, anyone can start a business off their smart device in pretty much less than an hour. Let's say you want to open an eBay storefront or an Etsy, sell products there or any electronic marketplace. And this is happening globally. So your competition is not really your next-door neighbor or your QB mate anymore. It's really the entire world. And so that just changed the dynamics of how we lead companies today, whether small or large, because it's just very disruptive and we have to stay much more on our toes as, as it's much more competitive. Well, yeah. And, you know, you use a term, you call it a VUCA world, because it's volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous, right? And so, like you say, what's going on globally, and as more and more countries are becoming more receptive to letting their people think, I mean, we haven't even tapped into the global consciousness. I mean, you think of all these countries that have been oppressing people, and through all the smart devices, they're doing their own thing now. So that's what's interesting to me. Yes, it is a VUCA world, volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. And I think it's an Army War College term that many leaders have expressed to me is what it's like leading companies today, whether small, medium, or large. It's like constantly be under fire like a first responder. And so as leaders, we have to think about work and how we lead differently today. Just one other point on your, you know, potentially living to 150. (laughs) I'm not sure if that's a good idea because I'm now like you dealing with a, a parent that I just have to find him a place to live and what a struggle that is. I can't imagine an entire workforce that has to be ADA compliant and dealing with people with senility. Well, the other part of that is, you know, thanks to modern medicine, we can replace body parts that give out, uh, hopefully find solutions and cures for diseases that will enable us to live a longer, more healthy life. So it's not like we'll, we'll be at a standstill like, like humans today. You know, the human science and biological advancements will hopefully progress at the same rate. So that movie RoboCop was kind of on track way back when. Right. Yeah, Tracy, we have to go to break and we come back. I'm going to pick up and we'll be on prediction number three of your 2018 disruptive predictions. We'll be right back. 
Sage International Incorporated is proud to be celebrating 23 years in business. We believe if you know the way, you must light it for others. Owning a business can be hard, demanding, and even bizarre. At Sage International, our passion centers on education, which is based on our own experiences of building a company from scratch, along with the insights gained from the thousands of clients we have served. If you are a business owner, real estate investor, professional or entrepreneur, and not sure how to properly structure your business and personal assets to safely grow, protect, and leverage your hard-earned wealth from the three flaming arrows of challenge, income taxes, liability exposure, probate, and estate taxes, then call Sage International Incorporated at 775-786-5515 to schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry Hill today. That's 775-786-5515. Call Sage International. Thank you for tuning in. This is Sherry Hill having a fascinating conversation with Dr. Tracy Weiland. Uh, she is a researcher and speaker on the impact of technology on society, work, and careers. And we're talking about her newest book, Digital Disruption, The Future of Work, Skills, Leadership, Education, and Careers in a Digital World. Of course, you can get the book, uh, pre-order it on Amazon. It's due out in 2018 along with some other book sites and, of course, her website, tracywyland.com. We've been talking about the 10 disruptive predictions for 2018, and we're on number three, disrupted industry. If work is disrupted, is industry also disrupted? Absolutely. I would say if you just look around today at all the industries that we know, transportation industry, well, there's a lot of people who are taking Lyft and Uber and Juno. You know, these Uber is like one of the largest transportation companies that doesn't even own a car. Or you might be staying in an Airbnb, which is a very large hospitality firm that doesn't have a hotel room. And you might be buying or a Prime member on Amazon, which is one of the largest retailers and until very recently didn't have a storefront. And it's fascinating because these industries seemingly have just consumed brick and mortar overnight, but it's really just a disruption. And if you look at where we're going, well, look at the automotive industry. There's over 40 or 50 different companies now that are projecting to have autonomous cars out already. I see them in Silicon Valley. But also, you know, in the following years, everything, you know, and it's, it's not just um, automotive companies. It's the software companies. It's the Teslas of the world. It's the Lyfts of the world. It's the Apples of the world. So if you think it's Intel, you know, so everyone is like getting into this disruptive of different industries. And so I don't think any industry is left alone in disruption. Well, I don't either. And certainly when you look at pretty much anything, the food, the restaurant industry, I mean, now they're, you know, like you said, we could see a robot mixing your drink. Um, that's not a far off future. And oh, not at all. <laughs> there are fully robotic hotels uh, in Japan. There are fully robotic restaurants in New York City and actually down in San Jose in, you know, different parts. So it's, it's here. It's just not everyone has realized that it's really here and happening. All right. Prediction number four is disruptive leadership. 
If work and industry are disruptive, do we need disruptive leaders? So we do. So if I go back to that VUCA world, volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous, and, you know, and leaders are saying it's like constantly being under fire like a first responder, that means that we as leaders need to lead differently, but we also need to think about how to develop our employees. So number one, you know, I encourage them to develop a more entrepreneurial employee. In the past, we used to be told what to do. The firms were very hierarchical, military-like. We had managers who told us, you know, they were all-knowing, and they would tell us what to do. But today, we really need the ideas to be coming from the employees, and we need them to own their jobs like a CEO. Number two is there has to be much more focus then on the employee today and how do I engage them? How do I encourage them to make, you know, the fiscally right decisions but at the same time have calculated risk-taking so that we can really move our industry ahead? And I think third, what's most important for leaders today is to be authentic and transparent and to walk the talk. In the old days, right, the CEO would be hidden in the corner, the large corner office. Today, the CEO has to be present, whether it's by video blogging or walking the talk or being, you know, um, having all-hands meetings with employees. We just have to be different kinds of leaders today, and I think that's really important if you want to move your company ahead. One of the things that I've really discovered is innovation. Innovation in organizations rarely comes from the leader. It's the people within the organization that, you know, boots on the ground, having the customer interactions, yet, you know, the leadership is the one that really uh, has to be the one to understand execution, right? (laughs) Yes, and to your point, the employee is the front line to the customers. So So that's where they're going to see the most interaction with the customers, hear the opinions from the customers, and probably give really good advice that could be developed into products or new services. I mean, that's how Amazon Prime, I've been told, was really started by an employee putting the idea in the employee idea box, And then the CEO looking at it going, this is a great idea. And so, you know, you really do have to look at that whole population of employees who are interacting with customers to really help you innovate. Let me take a leap backwards, because when we talked about your 2017, what you, you know, what is the... Uh, the requirements of the new employee or the new student. I mean, it was high critical thinking skills and a lot of those things. Are you seeing that, you know, there's a change across our country, the United States, where, you know, education is really starting to grasp that? Because I'm not seeing that at a higher level accelerating as quickly as we need it to. So I see that in varying degrees, that some, some colleges and universities are embracing it and some are not. Um, and so then it really depends on, you know, your choice of a parent or a student where you want to go to school. Um, but, you know, I feel that my role as an educator is really to produce students who can be not only thinkers but also contribute in today's society. And so education has to disrupt itself along the way as well. I would agree. All right. Prediction number five, women as disruptive leaders. You say that women are disruptive leaders. How come? Absolutely. I think women are today's corporate killer app. And uh, I would encourage women to really start to raise their hand. You know, obviously there is a pipeline out there. 
My research has shown that women have the education. They have the modern-day leadership skills, which is collaboration and trust. They see the big picture. They know how to engage employees and run teams. They, um, you know, have the ability to develop a strategic foresight at the same time as build a win-win organization. I also think that women should start their own businesses so that we can have a pipeline of other women into the system because women do do things differently and they are very disruptive and in, in high demand for modern firms. Well, you come out of the Bay Area. And so, of course, you know, we're reading every day in the paper about the, you know, not enough women in charge and not enough diversity and, you know, all these issues with sexual harassment. And, you know, one of my questions always is, you know, when did women lose their power? But, um, you know, so how do women actually... Um, you know, believe enough in themselves to go, you know what, I can be the CEO and I can start my own business. I mean, you go to business school, do you see a bunch of women there? Yeah, so it really comes down to confidence. As I meet more and more women today, I find that they're actually more highly educated than men. They are incredibly skilled. Uh, And a lot of it is just how they were raised and the confidence level. And yes, you're going to hit barriers. We all have hit barriers. And then we have to maybe make different choices. You know, am I going to be a change agent in the organization I'm in? Or am I going to create change for myself and opportunity for myself? And that's why I'm a big fan of women starting businesses and developing different paths. If, you know, if they're finding that they're really just not getting to where they want to get in a corporation. I also suggest that women need to be very careful and and think through strategic job moves because a lot of times you just don't get that pay raise unless you leave a firm and go to another firm. Now, I'm not telling everyone to quit their jobs, but I'm saying be highly strategic about it and also develop some scarce skills, right? You want a company that can't live without you because that's how you're going to have more power. So think about those unique skills, those scarce skills, and those in-demand skills to really make you very valuable person, whether inside the firm or in the outside world. Prediction number six, disruptive diversity. Diversity is strategic for disruption. Why is that? So if we just go back to your earlier idea about where the ideas come, um, Many people, many companies are very comfortable going out, uh, you know, looking for a curative for cancer and tapping into the wisdom of the world outside the firm or looking for a new ice cream flavor or a new hairstyle or, or you know, product feedback, uh, sending you surveys. My goodness, every other day I have a new survey. And so companies have gotten very comfortable with this concept of crowdsourcing innovation and ideas from outside the firm. Well, to your point is the ideas are also inside the firm because those employees actually not only know your products and services incredibly well, but they also are the front line to the customer. So I think part of it is that companies have to start embracing really the diversity within their own firms because that's where you're going to get a range of ideas, different experiences, and can really innovate, you know, more thoughtfully. So I think part of it is we get into the same old, same old, hiring from the same population pools, the same schools, the same look and feel um, because it's easier, 
We know, we know that people are the status quo, but we can't do that anymore. So we have to do things differently. So look for the skills, the experience, and the competency in a broader base. Well, and also, you know, age. I know in my own company, Sage International, I have every single generation represented. And so... Absolutely. Yeah. That's, and I think, isn't it wonderful that you do that, right? Because I had that as well, and I found it a much more robust team to work with. I did too. Well, I still do. And it's funny because, you know, when you hang out and, you know, staff meetings or whatever and the comments and what's hip and happening, and sometimes I feel old and then other times it's like, well, hey, I'm a, I'm a change agent myself, right? <laughs> yes. No, every, every generation has something to contribute because we all have a different background experiences and even uses of technology. So we all have a different perspective. And it's just, you know, as a leader, we have to learn how to embrace all those perspectives. Wow, I really appreciate being able to speak to Dr. Tracy Weiland. Unfortunately, we didn't get to finish her 10 disruptive predictions for 2018. So join us next week because we'll pick up on the rest. Thank you for tuning in to The Sherry Hill Show, where business is amplified. Cherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. Send her a message on Facebook.com slash Sherry Hill Show and tune in next week, same time, same station for the Sherry Hill Show. There is risk in owning investment real estate in your personal name. Sage International Incorporated, a local business, has been helping new and seasoned real estate investors with their real estate investment strategy by forming LLCs, series LLCs, and corporations for over 23 years to protect their real estate assets. Call 775-786-5515 for a free 30-minute consultation. That's 775-786-5515. Call Sage International 775-786-5515.